more security tips to keep you safe. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Quip, better oral health made simple. Visit getquip.com slash macvoices to get your first refill free. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, our discussion of cybersecurity topics for Cybersecurity Awareness Month continues. This time around, we talk about how what you do could affect others and why it's so important for you to be responsible to help protect your friends and associates. We also touch on software updates, credit card and debit card usage, and more. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Kelly, you just brought up Facebook and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't want to beat on Facebook. Okay. But I I just got it. I got a message, you know, from a friend Mm -hmm. um, that just made one of those, like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. Why is she asking me that? And then I, then there's, I saw her post in her feed. I've been hacked. Don't respond to any messages. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I so badly wanted to be, you know, that guy and say, did you have two-factor authentication turned on? Or was your password one, two, three, four? You know, because if it was, then you've put me in danger and, you know, mm-hmm. you should be taken out behind the woodshed. I mean, that just <laughs> doesn't, you know, that just doesn't make, I mean, yes, I'm a big believer in corporal punishment, you know, preferably with a crowbar. Um, that escalated that, that just, quickly. Yeah, well, it, it does because, you know, unfortunately, no. what we're talking about I is get it. We're, we're talking about my security and your security and, you know, the security of everybody around you, not just your personal security that you're mm-hmm. compromising. Compromise mm-hmm. away if you want, but don't mess with mine by doing stupid things. Yeah. Like I can, like all the people who, um, and I think this is still a thing, like Facebook really wants you to sync all the contacts in your phone to oh, Facebook. Yes. And <laughs> so, you know, so possibly a bunch of people have my phone number in their phones and you know and if they get hacked now somebody has my phone number uh you know and and whatever other information about me like if i gave them my birthday you know there's another one my physical ad my mailing address you know there's another one um there's and you know and if you get compromised you have all of those like all of that data which is sort of not yours to share is now compromised and you know and that's my data so chuck like I agree with you. I was sort of making a joke about it because you went straight to crowbar. That's all. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it, it is it it's serious and it's important and it's a thing that I think doesn't always get considered. And you know when I talk to people about security, the example I always use about having unique passwords is uh, LinkedIn. Like if somebody gets my LinkedIn password because this was before they got hacked again. Um, <laughs> if somebody gets my LinkedIn password, they can log in and update my resume. Oh no, you know. Uh, but if I'm using the same password on LinkedIn. If I'm using the same password on LinkedIn that I'm using on uh, Amazon, now you have my credit card, my other credit card, my other other credit card, a couple of shipping addresses, uh, names and addresses for people in my family, um, you know, birthdays for people, whether, you know, in my house or in other places, um, you know, or maybe it's the same as my Apple ID. And now you have, you know, all the data that I have stored under my Apple ID. Uh, you know, and so like, that's a thing that, that escalates really quickly as well. And, and that's part of why I think the two factor stuff needs to be better explained. And I think it needs to be uh, more 
easily utilized and it needs to be very obvious if you are a service that offers it that that's a thing that needs to happen because it's important and it's easy like two factor is one of the easiest things that you can do to lock everything down make it more secure make it something easier uh yubikey has now um biometric it's basically like a touch id hardware key so you stick your thumb on Uh it and you poke it in the side of your computer and you're done and they have them that work with your phone like with a lightning port to make sure that you that the thing yeah to make sure that the thing you know that that it's as easy as possible um you know used yeah Yeah. like when people were concerned about being in offices like you know that sort of stuff you know like you can keep people from shoulder surfing by using touch id you know that kind of thing like any you know that's part of where i i like that apple (laughs) has sort of pushed towards some of these things more easily like you kind of have to have two-factor on your apple id now and stuff like that it's important and it's easy and i think that's something where, where like i think a lot of stuff is still a lot of like regulations are probably still missing um i can tell you in in i think in germany probably in the rest of europe as well no bank is allowed to not have two-factor authentication as a default like on enabled as a default as of last mm-hmm. year they have to have it. nice and and i mean it totally makes sense like it was an option before like optional a lot of banks did it but it wasn't mandatory and i think in in like banks and anything any like amazon honestly anything that is high risk that should be that should be the default it's mm-hmm. on by default there is no other way yeah i'm not going to say who but someone just put it on a private chat but it makes it so much more annoying to log into someone's pokemon account to catch <laughs> la- 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 larvatar or whatever for them now i'm not going to say who that was but i want you folks i want you to draw your own conclusion um i'm going to yeah, point out it was not the person who has Pokemon in their background. I'm just going to say that and leave it at that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that alone. Um, I, you know, I, I guess the bottom line is if if you lock your door at night, then there are some of these things you should be taking seriously. You know, and, and two-factor authentication, the passwords, I mean, we've beat the passwords to death, but for heaven's sake, folks, please go and use a password manager. We don't care which mm-hmm. one. But and, and do not reuse passwords. You know that that's another big one. Um, I personally, I don't like. I, I I do it on a couple sites, but I don't like to leave my credit card numbers with mm-hmm. vendors. I just don't think that's a good practice. Um, I do use I use VPNs regularly anytime I'm out in in any Wi-Fi that I don't know, and sometimes mm-hmm. Wi-Fi that I do know because it's not costing me anything. I just hit the little button. Let it let it secure you and keep on going. Yeah. Um, the the virus software we talked about a lot. You know that may be a matter of personal taste and what soft, what systems you're running. What what am I missing, guys? For heaven's sake, like David said, don't answer those those phone calls. Don't answer <laughs> those flashing messages. Don't believe if if the website tells you that you've been hacked and you know, and and I think was it Kelly you said you know you. Should, let me give you the visa number to get started because all that's going to do is just get worse mm-hmm. you know, by the yeah. moment. Also, don't answer like social engineering questions on Facebook. Like those questions, like what is the whatever, what is the city you were born in? Stuff like that. Or yep. answer them, but wrong and save oh, yeah. it, <laughs> save it in your password manager. Because this is the thing mm-hmm. that I think like this is a thing that whenever because I give talks about security regularly at my day job. Two people like we're rolling out a password manager. Here's why that matters. Here's what, you know, 
here's like what you need to know about why this is a big deal or two factor. You know, if I'm if I'm helping people implement two factor across the the organization, and one of the things I tell people all the time is no one's gonna call you and check. No, like no <laughs> one's gonna totally lie. like once I fill out the whole form for the account. Like 20 minutes later, my phone's not gonna ring and be like hello, and then go yeah, Kelly. We know that the city you were born in was not poster desktop pencil case so you need to give us the right answer like no No. they don't care the whole reason that all started was because like the name of your second grade teacher is never going to change and so asking you for the name of your second grade teacher is going to always give you the answer and they're sort of banking on the fact that no one else is going to know who your second grade teacher was but that was in the days before you could continually have conversations with your second grade teacher on the book base so (laughs) There's a thing like be like that sort of security measure was a thing that was good way before everybody was free and breezy with putting all their information out on social media and on their websites and things like that. So like they're not going to check like yep. and and the thing is like it sometimes is sort of entertaining when that happens because I have a question like that on I think on my insurance, there's like a security question. So whenever I call them, they have to ask me for the, <laughs> for the answer. And so right. I give them the answer, which is mm-hmm. words, you know, and I give them like poster desktop pencil case six, you know, and but it, and it's some question like, you know, who was your second grade teacher? And I give them that. And then they're like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, I work in security. And they're like, oh. And like one person said, I never thought about doing that. And I'm like, nobody checks. (laughs) And they were like, oh my God, I totally didn't like that. Never, that thought never occurred to me. Like, you know, of course you're just going to give the right answer to a question like that about yourself. So don't, and know that nobody's going to verify that. No, you can lie. You can like, you can generate another password for that. Mm -hmm. Anything I said for my second grade teacher would, I I have no idea who that was. Um, (laughs) Same. Uh, Chuck, I, w- I want to back up on something you said for a second. I, yeah. If I heard it right, did you say that if you're like out using Wi-Fi somewhere and you're going to use your credit card, then you want to go through a VPN? Uh, I don't, that, not necessarily for my credit card. I try to avoid that. But just, just regular surfing or email or whatever, I mm-hmm. want to go through a VPN. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why, why did why'd you specify yeah. credit card, Jeff? Well, I, I thought that's what you said, but I, I guess I misheard uh, because, you know, I mean, if a site is using SSL as they better be, if you're mm-hmm. doing that, then it's already encrypted. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Yes and no. There's still mm-hmm. there's still a possibility of a man in the middle attack. Like I could set that up myself. Like it's fairly easy, depending on the, well, depending on the bank well, the website. Then yeah. You could go in and check the certificate on your browser, and yeah, but who does? And, yeah, or well, you can I, that, that would be better. I, I think that would yes. be that would be a better protection than using a VPN. There's also, um, I mean, these days, like privacy.com virtual credit cards that you can basically use one time, like for one site. You can even set the amount that 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 yeah. site can charge you for and stuff like that. You know, what really gives say... me the the heebie-jeebies on credit cards is giving them to a waiter at a restaurant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's why the pay at the table things, I actually like them. 
for that but reason. I, but I've never this seen standard that. here. So. I've ne- I've, yeah, I was going to say Patrice might not even know about giving. No, I do. <laughs> giving it to because you know yeah. that's a, kind of an American thing, I think. Yeah, I, I, I can tell say- you. I can tell you a funny story about that. I was in Hawaii at a like a small restaurant, <laughs> and I was using my I think at that point German credit card. And it asked for a pin and they didn't even know they like the terminal was somewhere behind the counter. And like, I had to go there and like, they, they weren't set up for that at all. Like they didn't at first know what to do. Yeah. So I was going to say, Andrew isn't here. And so I, ha- I feel compelled to point out privacy.com gives you <laughs> these disposable numbers that you can spin up. So you can have like, Chuck, you could have a credit card dedicated just to Amazon and then a different mm-hmm. credit card number just for uh itunes and then you know like all the different places and you can put limits on them so like this card can never charge more than twenty dollars you know for the itunes store or whatever and things like that and so um and then they're disposable and you can turn them off and Mm -hmm. that makes them uh very easy to use as well and i know andrew really likes privacy.com so i was i was gonna say like he's not here so i feel like we have to you you can have one for you can have one for netflix for example and it it can exactly charge what net whatever netflix charges and notice and more yeah so if somebody hacks Um, into your netflix account and gets your payment information that's on them like the most they're ever mm going to get away with is you know eight bucks or whatever yeah and and this is not exactly cybersecurity, but you brought it up, Kelly, and so I just cannot resist. Please do not use a debit card for anything other than withdrawing cash. Amen to that. Please, because all you're doing is you're opening up your entire bank balance to be happy. Mm-hmm. And at least if you have a credit card, with a, especially from a major bank, you've got the backing of that bank, you've got their, their policies that will protect you, and usually you're if you have liability, uh, your your liability is very limited. Brittany, I uh-huh. see you raising a finger. What about if you use your debit card with Apple Pay? I still don't like to use my debit card for anything other than yeah. going into a, a, a an ATM that I've grabbed the front of and tried to pull off. Chuck, I don't even have a debit card that I know where it is or what the pin is. Like, it, okay. I don't have one. I've not con- convinced my life partner to get a credit card, however. Well, I will say talk- if there's Apple Pay, you're using the Apple Pay. I will talk to your heterosexual life mate after the show. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Today's Mac Voices is supported by Quip. Better oral health made simple. Visit getquip.com slash Mac Voices to get your first refill free. Quip is how you can start every day just a little bit better by being sure that you're taking care of your oral health. Quip is an electric toothbrush that not only improves your twice-daily brushing, but also gives you the option to upgrade your Quip with a new smart motor that will track and improve your brushing with the free Quip iPhone app, and also earn amazing rewards for Quip and their partners. Rewards like free refills, products, Target gift cards, and more. Setting up the Quip electric toothbrush is easy. Just download the Quip app to your iPhone and turn on your Quip. A few quick clicks later, and they are paired and ready for your first Quip experience. 30-second pulses let you know when to move from one part of your mouth to the next and when your dentist-recommended two-minute brushing is up. If you go to getquip.com slash macvoices right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash macvoices. And that's spelled get, G-E-T, quip, Q-U-I-P, dot com slash macvoices. Quip, the good habits company.
Thanks to Quip for their support of Mac Voices. Okay, well, thank you for uh, revealing Brittany's never. Um, um, so on. David. Uh, oh, Patrice, uh, did you, is I thought... that advice that Chuck gave, does that also apply where you are? I, I had a conversation on Twitter recently about this, and I was saying exactly what Chuck just said. Mm-hmm. And then this person was in another country, and they said, actually, that's not true here. It's better mm-hmm. to use a debit card. Um, and there's, you know, the, the protections are actually different in, in different mm-hmm. countries for debit cards versus credit cards. So the credit card that, that exists in the U.S. does not technically exist in a lot of other places. Like here in, in, in Europe, most what, most what people call credit cards here are actually just debit cards. They have a credit card number just like in the U.S., but they're really just debit cards. Um, there are a few banks that do like proper debit cards, like how, how they are in the U.S., but it's, it's rare. So the protections here are different, yes. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't exist. Like when I, when I use my credit card in, in air quotes, it goes to my bank account directly. So if you don't this live in the US, option. if you're a listener not in the US, check, check yeah. your local region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it doesn't matter whether it's, I think that the point is more, check what you're doing and make sure that that the proper protections are in place whatever it is called it doesn't matter what it's called mm, right. it's about the protections right but there, you know i know there are a lot of people in the united states that just use debit cards everywhere and mm-hmm. i always tell them stop doing that and they usually don't believe me but but well and it's it's awareness because there's a lot less uh protection right if somebody gets a hold of your debit card number and goes and spends money on it there's a lot less that you can do in that case because it's sort of like with your credit card it's sort of theoretical mm-hmm. until the actual charge gets processed and that means that your chase manhattan or your goldman sachs or whoever it you know capital one whoever like they have the opportunity to go okay that was fraud right. and you know mm-hmm. make that you know they can they can eat that back right out into the ocean and you know that's not you know and and it's not your problem anymore and when it's your bank account that's a completely different set of circumstances that you have different laws in most places and Mm -hmm. yeah the laws that govern it are different and it's handy to have that debit card because you can swipe at any place that'll take something with a mag stripe and a 16 digit number but the outcome of that is a very, very different situation dependent, you know, if, if somebody nefarious gets a hold of it. So that's the part that's hard to, that, that sometimes can yeah. be hard to track. And, yeah. and on, on the Apple card, for example, the, ma- the magnetic stripe is actually disabled by default. You have to enable mm-hmm. it if you want to use it, stuff like that. Yeah. So. And Chuck, so, I would I mean, say for the ATM, not only would I want to check, you know, that the thing hasn't got a fake front on it, but you know, I wouldn't use one that wasn't part of a bank building and preferably inside the building if possible. No, those third-party um, ATMs avoid. Yeah, yeah but, and even, but even bank mm-hmm. ATMs, that, you know, people have been known to put false fronts on them, even mm-hmm. though they're attached to the bank building. Yeah. And that, that's a yeah. huge, I, I, I went to a, a, a conference talk about it once, and I was amazed. It's, it's like tens of billions of dollars of fraud, ATM mm-hmm. fraud every year. Humongous. And, yeah. and what's great about my bank is I put my, if I, I do, like you said, putting your debit card in Apple Wallet, I can go up to the ATM, put my Apple Watch up, mm-hmm. and it, it does, it scans everything. I'm yep. not even putting my card in to, to take yep. that chance. Yep. 
and yeah. and in this case in this case um like apple pay is is better because it's using a transaction number so even if someone right. got that number right. they couldn't do much with it right. right and that's the part i think so, like you know we're talking about like information and being informed that's where security party mm-hmm. came from and that's the thing i think sometimes doesn't get uh described clearly and that is like the credit card number in your apple wallet for any of your credit cards is not the number that's on the piece of plastic in your wallet in your actual wallet they are not the same number and if somebody were to get that number that's on your that's in the credit card on your credit card air quotes on your phone Mm. again air quotes like in that wallet like that number isn't even going to work for anything because it takes the number and an authentication token because you know you um you know your your watch got unlocked by you at some point or you paid with your passcode or your face id or something if you tap if you bonk your phone on the thing um and there's a, a another piece of the token which is like the date and time stamp and the amount that was paid and like where you are and all of that and if somebody were to get the number that goes to that transaction it's not going to do them any good mm-hmm. there's also a device to- there's also a, a like a, a hardware device token there's so you so couldn't even that, take it. You couldn't even take it to yeah. another phone. Not to mention that contactless payment only works within about four inches of the terminal. So if somebody's trying to get in between you and the terminal to sniff that credit card number, you're probably going to notice. And yeah. so like you're that right. too, you know, like there's there's so much stuff that goes into making that number secure. Like it actually, to me, feels way safer to do that than to take out the card that has the number on it and my mm-hmm. signature and the CBB and wave that around as I'm trying to feed it to the terminal or whatever. Like this, you know, I take my arm and I go boop and it's done and then I leave and it's fantastic. And it feels mm-hmm. for a second like I live in the future. And that <laughs> part is what makes it awesome. And yeah. so like I tell people all the time and they go, oh, I don't want to carry my credit card around on my phone. I'm like, well, you're actually not. You know, it's a pretend number and, you know, and if it makes you uncomfortable, remove it and then re-add it if you think something funny happened. And then you'll get a whole new fake number that you can use as your pretend credit card to go buy stuff other places. And, you know, and it kind of feels like you live in the future. And, you know, it's great. I I wonder why Apple doesn't market on this. I, I wonder if the banks don't want them to or something. I mean, it seems like this could be, you know, a huge... It's a, it is a huge differentiator for Apple Pay mm-hmm. that that even, I don't I'm not even sure if the other uh, NFT payment systems have that. I don't think they no, do. No, they do. No, no, they, they do. do. This Apple what Apple is using is actually part of the the what is it called EM, EMF EMT. I, I remember don't remember the, the standard behind it. I want to say Apple's, it's EMF. Yeah, yeah, I think working. EMF. Uh, it's part of the standard. So so those 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 yeah. transaction numbers are so part Samsung of the Pay does the same thing. Yep. Samsung Pay does the same thing. Google Pay. Google like Pay is the same. Yeah. All, all of, of the, all the, yeah. All the contactless all the, payment stuff is all the same. They don't have that. They do not. They, they do, do not, not have, have that. that. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. let's, I, I want to wrap this up because we are starting to run over time. Um, I'm going to end with, a, the, with just one last tip. And that is mm-hmm. for heaven's sake, keep your software updated, your system mm-hmm. software yes. and any software that has anything to do with monetary transactions. Um, because that is constantly being updated uh, by most most vendors one way or another, um, if there are, especially if there are any problems. So please, please do that. We want you to all be safe. We want to see you back here every Tuesday night. And that means that, you know, you have to have money to pay the bills to get the internet access to be able to be <laughs> here. So 
it, it's my self-interest to protect you. I want to tag onto that, that if you see that there's a security update for something and the notes for that security update, the more vague they are, the more important it is for you to update. Because uh -huh. if it's a tiny little thing that only happens on a Tuesday when the moon is full, then like they're going to say this fixes a, a security flaw where somebody can get your password on Tuesdays when the moon is full. If it's a huge security hole and somebody could drive a truck through the middle of your operating <laughs> system and scoop out all your data and leave with it, they're going to say it's a security update. It's very important that you install this. They are not going to tell you anything about it. It's not going to be anything where they nail down specifics. Not at first, not to like a bunch of people install it. And then they're going to be like, it's a good thing y'all installed that because there was this mm -hmm. giant hole. Somebody could have <laughs> driven a truck through and scooped up all your data and ran off with it. And like, but they won't tell you about it at the time. So if you get a security update that is very, very light on details, it is very, very important you install it. Mm -hmm. Any security uh, update is important. I, That's I, I, true. But when they're well, like, but, yeah, this fixes yeah. this, you know, the Wi-Fi blinks oh, out on a Saturday yeah, no, afternoon no. or whatever. Like that's a different, that's a little different magnitude than, than some yeah. of the ones we've seen, particularly lately uh, with but Big I, Sur, you know, um, yeah, a couple I, of those. I just don't want anybody to ignore any security updates because no. really it doesn't mm. matter how big or how small it is. If yeah. it's the one that applies to you, if it's your front door that's open, it doesn't matter how many other front doors in your neighborhood right. are, are locked. No. Yours right. is the one that's open and that's where yeah. they'll drive through. But it's easy and, to blow and, off a vague one and don't yeah. blow off yeah. the vague yeah. ones at all. <laughs> and, and that cybersecurity or penetration testing 101, like the first thing you look for is is some is some old software or something unpatched because if if it has a known vulnerability, you're in. Yep, David, I'll give you the. Last I was gonna say, Rich F in the chat room just mentioned iOS fifteen dot zero dot two. That's a prime mm -hmm. example. Security update has a bug. Run it. <laughs> yes, very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, guys, thank you. This this uh, Craig in the chat room said there's there been a lot of good information tonight, and and I hope that's <laughs> the case because we so. want to make you all aware of some of this stuff. We know it's not the sexiest topic in the world, but, <laughs> and and none of this stuff is. Um, but it's also just so extremely important. And if you are tech savvy, then and and you're involved in technology, I hate to say it, but it's one more place that people can take advantage of you. So you need to be out there protecting yourself. Let's go around and find out where we can find everyone when they're not here sharing all this wisdom. And I'm going to flip it upside down this time because um, I, I think I went from the top before. So now I'm going to let Brittany go first. Brittany, thank you for being here. Um, what You're speaking at the, the ADHD conference later this month? It's at the start of November. And yes, I am. Okay, great. So we can yeah. find you there. Where else can mm -hmm. we find you? Where else you can find me is on Twitter. I am the ADD Liberator. That is also my YouTube where I talk about technology and do live weekly reviews with all of the foibles one might expect. Um, and, um, my website is conquer.consulting for all the other stuff I do. Excellent. Thanks so much for the time, Brittany. Great to have you. Thanks for having me. Ms. Kelly, thank you for sharing all your wisdom. Uh, where can folks find you? Well, you can get uh, more of this sort of wisdom over at the MacObserver.com or at MacObserver.com, where I do the daily observations podcast five days a week. And on Fridays, we do Security Friday, where we talk about stuff like this all the time. And the thing I'll nice. point out is that um, uh, the 
uh, TDO, as we call it over there, the daily observations podcast, uh, maximum about 20, 22 minutes. So, um, we do very small chunks of this stuff. Um, but we tell you about, um, this week in data breaches is a beloved portion of the program. Uh, we talk about, um, the things that you need to know. And, and every week we try to make sure that we have an actionable tip, like the stuff that we're telling you here, uh, to make sure that people are doing what they can to make sure that they are at least informed about what's happening with their data and how to keep it private and um, making sure that you know what's going on with your stuff. So uh, that's what we do over there at dailyobservations at macobserve.com. You can find me on the uh, Incomparable Podcast Network where I have a show called I Want My MCU TV. And I can also be found on other episodes over there. Um, we will be talking about the second season of Ted Lasso on the main show over there very soon. Uh, Cause boy, howdy, do I have thoughts? Um, you can find me on the after show with Mike Rose at aftershowpodcast.com. We just released a new episode over there. And um, I'm sure I've done other stuff that I can't think of. Uh, I was recently a guest on in touch with iOS with um, D- Dave, Dave, somebody I think uh, is the host of that. Um, oh. <laughs> and and uh, the rest of the time you can find me um, on Twitter as Verso. Great. Thank you, Kelly. Patrice, I don't know when you're going to get back because uh, you, Next month you, engage, you, yeah, you engage in lack of sleep to participate in this. So oh, yeah. uh, well, when you're on vacation, you're always welcome. You're always welcome anytime. Mm-hmm. You know, but where, where can folks find you other, otherwise so that you can actually get some sleep? I, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll be back sometime next month. I think there's a there's a public holiday on a Wednesday at some point, so I'll, I'll join you. Um, you can find me um, every week on Thursdays and Fridays on British Tech Network on the Big Show and the Mac Show. And I want to mention, since next week Monday is a is a new Apple event, there will be a Apple event poker on Friday on the Mac Show. So, and that's always a lot of fun where we try to predict what's going to happen and we're usually very, very wrong. Um, so that's going to happen this week. Other than that, um, everything I'm doing, all the projects and social media links, and if you want to buy me a coffee, you can find all of that on thepatrice.com. And if you want to listen to very interesting people talking about food and just everything that goes with that, like food-related memories, I have an interview podcast called Foodie Flashback at foodieflashback.com where I have interviewed some of you, but not all of you. So I'll I'll send out some invites. Great. Great to have you, Patrice. I'm so glad you've been able to join us. I was I was very happy to do it. Jim Ray, where can uh, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, proview.com and also at ProView Jim on Twitter. Perfect. Thanks for being here as always. Good to have you. Last but absolutely not least, uh, that guy, David, that uh, Kelly was trying to remember. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Ginsburg, where can folks find you? Thanks for having me, Chuck. As always, uh, in touch with iOS at intouchwithios.com. Actually, Patrice uh, will be joining me and Jeff. Uh, this week on the show. I'm looking forward to that. I'm also on the Mac show on uh, on Fridays. I did win the bingo in the last event. So I guess I have to kind of brag about that a little bit. Um, you're also going to find my YouTube uh, channel at youtube.com slash Dave G 65. And I'm on Twitter at Dave G 65. Thanks again. David, it's, it's poker, not bingo. Did I say bingo? You said bingo. I meant poker. My apologies. 
Because okay. they're such similar games. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you're really good at it. Yeah. Well, he he won, so you know, how you can yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, my bad. I can mesmerize too. I want to thank the chat room. Um, folks, thank you so much for participating, for being here. We always appreciate it. It's always great to see you. Um, please come back and join us next Tuesday. The topic, obviously, will be whatever was announced on Monday at the Big Apple event. Uh, we'll be analyzing it and digging through it and deciding what, if anything, we're going to buy. So, Mac Voices Live, Tuesday night, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, whatever time that is your time. We will see you right back here uh, at on Mac Voices Live on YouTube at youtube.com slash TV. As always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.